When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Patriots 4th and 2. I saw we just lost Russ off the line. I'm here with Derek. My name is Steve Ballastrieri. Um As usual, Block Talk Radio has its issues. Russ is back on the line with us, so let's get this show started. Okay, I am back on the line. Sorry for the technical difficulties as, as we started this show. I apologize for that. But again, welcome to Patriots 4th and 2. I am Russ Goldman. Along with me is Steve Balcieri and Derek Havens. As always, we are PatsFans.com bloggers. On today's show, we will begin to look at the Patriots offseason as we discuss the upcoming free agency period for the Patriots. We will also be joined by two guests in about 15 minutes as the host of the radio show, the Sports Breakdown with T and that sports chick will be coming on to discuss the past. We have plenty to discuss, but before we get going, I want to say hello to my co-host first. Derek, how are you doing? Doing all right, Russ. Doing all right. Uh, weird weather here in Arizona today. I think I brought some of the snow, interesting enough, uh, you know, back with me from my trip back to Mass. So it's been an interesting day and uh, certainly a lot of Patriots issues to discuss. So I'm looking forward to get into it. Yeah, we have 90 minutes to go through it and we have plenty to get through. I guess uh, I guess there is stuff to talk about in the offseason, Derek. No, there's certainly. It's, it's uh, you know, weirdly enough, you know, the combine, draft, frenzy, it's one of the more exciting times for, you know, more hardcore football fans, uh, and, and it's, it's always good, you know, discussion topics. And, you know, they certainly gave us a full schedule today, like you said. No, we certainly have plenty to get through, and trust me, we will get through all of it. Steve, how are you doing? Good. I had some computer issues myself. My computer was blinking on and off. I have no idea what was going on with that. And then, uh, then we had a glitch with Blog Talk, and I had a glitch with Skype, so it's a perfect day. <laughs> perfect way. It's a perfect way to start this show. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, seriously, it's a it's a perfect way to start this show. But I do want to mention this before we get going, guys. Uh, our last show, last show, we had the most listeners we've ever had by I want to say over 800 extra listeners over our our uh, our biggest show ever. So so the last show that also had Cyrus Gallon, I want to thank him again for being a part of it. Was our most listened to show. And any show we've done in a year and a half, it's pretty incredible. And, I, and I'm very thankful for everyone that listens to uh, Patriots 4th and 2. I know we all appreciate it, and I wanted to mention that. Before we get going, I also want to mention a special guest who will be coming on with us in two weeks. It'll probably be recorded, but Asmir Begovich, the Stoke City goalkeeper, has confirmed that he will be coming on again as a guest on Patriots 4th and 2. I'm looking forward to getting Asmir's take on the Patriots offseason. But let's get into the show, guys. 
because we do have our guests coming on shortly. So let's start with some really interesting topics that basically have just hit hit the wire, I guess you could say. Steve, I'll start with you. Patriots cornerback Alfonso Denard was convicted today of, ass- of assaulting a police officer and resisting arrest. His sentencing isn't until April 11th. Do you think this uncertainty right now of his availability will force the Patriots to franchise another quarter- a cornerback, I'm sorry, Akeem Tlaib? No. And uh, I know most people think that, you know, they, they're going to, to now franchise him. I, I don't think they will. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I go back to October when, uh, you know, Greg Bedard said uh, he thought he was a rental, and I think they still stick with that. I don't think they're going to give him uh, $10.6 million, even for a year. I think they do need to, you know, they, they need to sign two cornerbacks. I mean, there's no doubt. I think they still need to draft one. So, uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be a key to leave. I think they're going to let him walk. I really Interesting. do. Interesting. Derek, what are your thoughts of, about this? Well, obviously, the Denard situation isn't really totally new. I mean, the incident happened last year. We all kind of knew this was a possibility. But at the same time, it, him being convicted, and, you know, I, I think it definitely puts a little murkiness. I mean, we already – were knew the defensive back was a high priority for this team, but to leave. I'm sorry. Hello? I didn't say I didn't say anything there. Oh, okay, I got the feedback there. My fault. Uh, Blog talk radio continues continues to uh, <laughs> impress us today. But no, you know, that was I, my son yelling at me. So <laughs> right there we go. Um, so I would say that defensive back was already a high priority on this team, and then with the free agents that the Patriots have already in Arrington and Tlaib, it, it, it's, it definitely makes it more difficult. Like you said, he will not be sentenced until the 11th. So we don't know if he will be ready for training camp or if he will miss the season. We're not sure. We, 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 but point of the matter is the Patriots need to get some cornerbacks, and they'll have two weeks because the draft starts April 25th after his sentencing to figure out what they need to do. Steve, it looks like we, we lost Derek. Are you still there? <laughs> this is, this, I, you, you've got to love Block Talk Radio. This is, this is a great start to the I'm show today. I, I have to say, I have to say this is just a wonderful start to the show. Oh. It looks like it looks like Derek's back with us. Okay. <laughs> Derek, welcome back to Block Talk good, Radio. This is a good show, guys. Oh, oh it, it's starting br- brilliantly. I've waited two weeks to do this, and we're having all these issues. It's just wonderful. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah, right, right after we peak our, you know, our most listeners, you know, I'm sorry for everyone that's tuned in. I had so many people saying, oh, we'll be listening for the first time today. We apologize. We'll have to clean it up. Um, you know, this is just what happens. But like I said, unfortunately, now with Denard, and it there we go again. Fill, uh, I'm, I'm here. You got, you have an unnecessary hole. Uh, to fill for the team, yep. it's it just really, it's just really difficult now, and it puts the team in a it kind of a behind the eight ball in a way. No, I think it does too, Derek. You know, it's funny because um, we're going to talk later about obviously who we think the Patriots should franchise, and uh, I, I personally think it's going to be Tlaib. I know Steve disagrees with me. He, he thinks that that they're going to probably get another another cornerback uh, in free agency. I believe they should tag Tlaib, but I, I I agree with Steve on the thinking that I don't think they'll probably use it on anyone, and Tlaib's okay. number will be very high. Um, it will. You know, committing, 
franchising to leave means $10.6 million. Now, you know, just for people who don't know, roughly the Patriots have reportedly, I should say, around $18.5 million. Um, but the cap hasn't been set. We know it won't, it won't go down. It will probably go up a million, which would help out a lot of teams. A million dollars goes a long way um, in terms of spending because of how you know, because of how things are prorated and, and all of that. But, uh, I mean, at the same time, you it, it, with the Welker and Bulmer and Tlaib, it just it, it's really it's a tough situation right now. With even though the Patriots have some wiggle room, they really don't have enough with the kind of high profile guys and the holes they need to fill. Yeah, listen, it, it, it's a very interesting situation that they're under because uh, you know this this uncertainty with within our listen. None of us are lawyers. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. But but they are but they do have to make one big decision. It's coming up in, in less than two weeks about what they're going to do with that um, with that franchise tag. You know you know do they franchise someone? Do they franchise no one? Do they franchise Walker? Do they franchise Volmer? Or do they franchise Tlaib? Um, I I have a feeling that they might franchise Tlaib just because I can't imagine that they're going to go into free agency without having having a a, a set known player at cornerback because again everything's in flux I, I just find it hard to believe that they're going to leave themselves exposed like that but you guys both bring up good points as well because he might not be worth it but but i have a feeling they might feel forced to do it that's just my opinion on that um steve are you back with us i i never left okay okay i thought i thought you left for a second no well, that's good only, our li- only our listeners left after right, all the exactly. technical problems. Exactly. Well, <laughs> it's just the three of us. They probably all left by now. Okay. Right. Uh, Derek, I'll go right back to you. With the news of Denard today, does does this, though, make cornerback the number one need for the Patriots? I, I believe it does. And, you know, I'll preface this by saying I believe defensive back, cornerback, was one of the top three needs already. Um, and, but I think this, just based on the free agents that the team has, um, the uncertainty with Denard, uh, the cap situation. I mean, there's so many factors. I think you definitely, definitely, definitely need to target a lot of guys now. And we know they've had not a lot of success with drafting, uh, you know, def- defensive backs, especially in those middle rounds. And yeah. it, it, it's it's tough. I, I'm not sure they're going to, you know, keep to lead or let them test this market or tag him. But regardless if they do or not, they're going to have to fight for some guys in free agency because I think they're going to have to bring in – yeah, you know, two starter or you know, borderline starting cornerbacks, and uh, you know, and also some people to fill out the roster and add some depth because, like we said, we don't know what or if we'll get anything from Denard at this point. Uh, you can't count on him, and yeah. you know, like unfortunately, we had a situation where a guy was rising, seemed to play really well. You felt comfortable with him playing that number two cornerback. We just need to get that number one cornerback position filled. Well, now you got to do both. And let's not forget our slot cornerback, Kyle Arrington, is also a free agent. So Absolutely. You have, to, you have to really, really kind of just rebuild the whole back end. And and the other thing that I'll bring up real quickly is, I, I, I know there's a lot of talk about the Patriots adding a safety. You talk about maybe upgrading over Steve Gregory. Right. Maybe bringing in another guy. Well, now because you have to, because of the Denard situation and the, the Tlaib uncertainty, because you have to focus on the cornerback, you might be taking away money that you could have upgraded at defensive back and the back end with safety. So maybe you're not as good there now. I mean, there's just a domino effect that this whole thing creates. And, you know, we don't know anything like we said, but it's just another 
it just takes away kind of a piece of the puzzle, and we're all kind of left watching and waiting. I agree with you 100%, especially about, about what you said about the safety. If you want to upgrade it, I don't think that's – I'd be shocked if that's in the plans right now because I think your number one priority has to be taking care of that cornerback position. You know, listen, I'll be the one to tell you that, that I thought moving – Moving uh, McCourty to safety was a mistake, but I have to be honest with you, I think it worked out well. I don't think you move him. And, uh, and he well, he's your only sure thing right now. He's, Honestly, he's, right. Your, only he's sure your only thing. sure thing. Patrick Chung probably will not, will not be back. They're probably not going to resign him. And, well, you also have Tavon Wilson. So, again, right. I, think he, I think he's going to be a player, Derek. But, but, again, I think cornerback takes precedent over safety. That's, that's my opinion on that. Steve, oh, what are you, your you thoughts? Have, no, no question. Oh. No question. And okay. the only thing else about Tavon Wilson, Russ, is I'm yep. interested to see what we'll get from him in this second year, which is why I would love to be able to sign if, if cap wasn't an issue and we weren't worried about investments like draft picks. Right. You know, it would be nice to bring in a guy like Leron Landry or one of the top safeties, but you'd be taken away from Tavon Wilson, which right. is why the veteran route of Ed Reed or Charles Woodson, hypothetically, might make more sense for to kind of bring him along a little slower. But now you have – you kind of shuffle the cards with Steve Gregory and Tavon Wilson, you might not have that option. So it's, it's tough, but you don't know really what you have in him yet, and th- now he's probably going to be thrown into the fire. No, he he will, but to be honest with you, I think I think we need to see a jump in year two, and uh, I, I guess we're going to find out how good he really is. And uh, and I'm, I'm banking on him because I think he's shown us something, but we've also seen – Safeties and cornerbacks take take a step backwards in year two. I hope we do not see that with him because we well, need him to take a step him forward. in both directions. You know, we saw him play really well, especially in that Denver yep. game early on in the season. And at one point, he was playing like the team's best defensive back. Right. Then he was benched, especially for giving up that you know was it like a forty six yard touchdown to the Seattle game, which which cost us the game. You know, there was a. Uh, you've seen the both ends of the spectrum. It just depends on how he develops, and I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with him starting. But, you know, like we said a couple of times now, you might not be able to upgrade that safety position like we all wanted to with right. this Denard and Tlaib situation pending. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think corner's your, your first priority. Steve, do you agree with that? Absolutely. The, the corner's top priority now. I mean, you have a, flag, a flux right now where your top three corners are basically, you might not have any of them at the start of the season. And, uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Dennard. But uh, even if he doesn't get jail time, you're still possibly looking at a, uh, you know, suspension from the NFL. You can't, right. you can't ignore that. The team can't ignore it. And you can't roll the dice with Razai Dowling. I'm sorry. Can't happen. So Please. Please, you, no one bring up that name today. So now, now you're looking at you're starting from scratch. Right. You're starting from scratch at the cornerback position. I think you need to sign two and and draft one. And I, I think, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I basically your hands are tied at this point yeah. because you can't roll the dice with Razai Dowling. You just can't. So any hopes of upgrading at safety position, I think, are pretty much out the door. I, I mean, you're going to have to live and die with Steve Gregory and Tavon Wilson back there with Dennard. I mean, with, well, I'm not going to totally close the door on the safety. But I just think it makes it more difficult, and I'm certainly not as optimistic. You know what I mean, Steve? I'm not. I'm not saying. You know, before this all happened a week ago, I would have said, 
you know, I'm debating, you know, do I want Charles Woodson? Can he help Tavon Wilson and McCordy develop and all the other secondary players? And well, now it's just like, well, you can't even worry about that now. You, yep. it's, I, it, that's not a lot. I'll be honest. I, I didn't want Woodson or Ed Reed. Uh, I, I don't well, I mean, want some either, great either one, Regardless, that's come. not even a question now. I'm just talking about specifically upgrading right. position is now a luxury pick. Prior to that, I didn't want either one of them. So yeah. uh, I, I'm glad that that probably is not even going to be an option now. If they yeah. were going to go for a safety, I, I wanted them to see a, a young guy back there, somebody that was going to give them five or six solid years. But uh, I, I don't want Woodson. I mean, the guy's been around 18 years. You know, see, and, and, see my problem. See, my problem with – going after a young guy, and I know we're kind of digressing a bit, yep. but, you know, it'd be nice to get a, a William Moore out of Atlanta, a LaRon Landry, but, you know, who who are more physical, cause they can do a lot of things. Yeah, they'll probably be paid a little too much because of because of the need, but that's what the Patriots do. But if you just bring in a guy like that, all of a sudden you have Tavon Wilson, who you just drafted in the second round, basically just sitting back there doing almost nothing. If you bring in a veteran guy like a Reed, like a Woodson, they're not playing at the pinnacle of their careers anymore, but what they do have are they're able to mix in it and kind of do different things for you and also bring that experience and leadership and help develop those young guys like a McCourty playing a new position at safety, like Kayvon Wilson trying to start his career in the NFL and, you know, things like that. Right. Now, listen, listen, I hear you both, and I think, uh, I think I'm in agreement that safety upgrading is probably not in the cards, and it really is all – about cornerbacks, but before we before I bring on our guests, because I see they're both on, on holding, waiting to come on. Just a reminder: you are listening to Patriots Fourth and Two on BlogTalkRadio.com. You can also access the podcast after the show on the Stitcher Radio app, iTunes, and also on PatsFans.com, which I would advise you checking out. Check out all of our blogs on PatsFans.com. Okay, I'm going to bring on our guest right now, or it looks like Steve just did for us. So joining us now are the hosts of the radio show, The Sports Breakdown with T and that sports chick from Sports Rants Radio, which can be heard also on blogtalkradio.com Saturday mornings from 10 to noon Eastern Standard Time. Huge welcome to Robin and Twan. How are you two doing tonight? Hey, how are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. Hey, how is everybody doing? We're doing good. We've had... We had we had a few technical difficulties to start the show, but now that you guys are on, everything's going to go smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> it always it, does. <laughs> it always does. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Robin, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. Okay. I, I want to go right to you. With the uncertainty of the you know of the availability of Patriots cornerback Alfonso Denard this season, do you think this situation will force the Patriots to put the franchise tag? On Akeem Tlaib, we were just talking about this. You know, uh, part of me is really getting tired of being a halfway house for football players. I'm telling you, I'm really kind of getting sick and tired of it. Um, we always seem to get the bad boys, and it's now it's affecting our other, you know, free agency, you know, free agents that could be leaving. Um, so I'm basically really ticked off right now at Denard. Um, I'm sorry, but you know. I, and now with the fact that it could actually uh, – it, it could affect, you know, possibly putting a tag on Welker, which right. apparently they're not going to do. Um, but Tlaib seems to be the only person that we're going to be able to get, but he's injured right now. So everything is so up in the air. And I agree with you, Russ, when you said that McCourty was doing much better at safety. Yep. Well, what if we now have to keep him at cornerback? Are we going to have the same defense that we had two years ago? Because if that's what we're stuck with, we're in trouble. Well, well, honestly, Robin, this is – 
this is what we're talking about today because again um it's like one domino with with this situation with Denard can affect so many different things going around with the team. And uh, Tuan, I want to get your thoughts about about this situation with Denard and how it might force the Patriots' hand to actually put the franchise tag on a keep to leave. Do you think that they will do that? Um, well, I, they could. They certainly could. I, I thought they would try to bring him back anyway, and I thought they maybe uh, would draft somebody in the um, in the upcoming draft. As far as safety. Drafting somebody in safety in the first round, it really doesn't make any sense because there's no safety worth the number one pick um, in the first round. But I, th- I, def- I definitely thought they could go at the cornerback route with maybe like a uh, Jonathan J- Joseph from um, from oh, from Mississippi State. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So Jonathan Bates. Um, Bates. Jonathan Bates. Excuse me. Jonathan Bates. Yeah, from Mississippi State. Excuse me. Yeah, I could definitely see him. See them drafting him. Um, if he's available then. So, but I definitely think they're going to try to bring Talib back, especially with um, the trouble that's going on right now. But right. as far as franchise tag, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the cost would be exactly. But it's I mean, ten point six sense. for Talib. that's, that's yeah, a lot of money. That's a that's a lot of money. So I'm not <laughs> that's over half your over half your cap room would be right, as of right now would be dedicated to Talib. No, yeah. but there's no again, way that they really can do have that. A lot of options. Can't do it. You can't. That's a lot can't of money for him. So I don't think I don't think franchising would, would be the answer. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Uh, I guess I guess I'm the only one that thinks that they're going to do it out of out of necessity, even though they probably don't want to do it because it doesn't make fiscal sense o- over the course of a year to put that much money in that player. I just, as Robin, you and I have been talking about, we we have seen the difference in in that guy being being in there with him out there. Right. It actually scares me. That's part of my. My thoughts on, on that they might be thinking the same thing because they they have seen now how it works with Tlaib. He's not the greatest cornerback, but he stabilizes that defense. It's the only reason right. why I think they might pull the trigger on it. But I could be wrong. I, well, I, Russ, I've been known you know, to be in wrong. terms of in, in terms of Tlaib, I mean, I think his play was a little bit overrated. But there was no question, and the numbers don't lie. When you look at statistically, when he's on the field, everything defensively was improved, even if it was just a little bit. Some you know whether it's big plays or yards per play or whatever, and I think that it, the Patriots see, in my mind, if they were to tag him, yeah, it's a lot of money. And I, and I think I agree with you a little bit. Now their hands could be tied. Right. That's, but at the same yeah. time, you know, it, with a guy that has kind of a checkered, tumultuous past like Tlaib does, if you franchise him, it's only a one-year commitment. Yes, it's a big money deal, but you don't have to. You have some long-term insurance. And let's be honest. This team's been trying to find a number one cornerback for the last eight years since they, they left the other one go in free agency. You know, so I don't know. It's, oh, we're not going to go talk about Asante Samuel now, are we? No, no, no. I'm talking about the player. Honestly, honestly, he's got enough play on Twitter all day today, and I really don't want to talk about that guy. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm, I'm talking about replacing a position, Russ, not the player's comments. I'm not talking about all that. Okay, okay, not a problem. I want to go back to my friend, Robin, because I'm going to talk about a subject that I don't think she really wants to talk about. Here we go, Robin. Oh, Lord. No, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. Calm down, guys. Do you, think the Patriots, in... do you think the Patriots will bring back Wes Walker? No. No. I see Walker possibly going to either San Francisco or the Colts. Wow. And, and if it happens, I can see left to Walker for the Super Bowl win. Ooh, Wow. Wow, bold, and I'm willing to buy the jersey. Usually you're not biased, though, Robin. This is good unbiased <laughs> analysis right here. No, I'm serious. I don't. I, I, 
there's nothing wrong with her love for Wes Walker. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> no, with no, I, I'm not. I love the Patriots. I absolutely love the Patriots. However, I don't think they're they're going to be able to afford him unless no, I, they're both able to right. hunt, humble each other, and the and both sides are willing to humble each other and come to an agreement. Now that this has been thrown into the into the cards, which is really ticking me off even more, because now possibly Woodhead could be out the door as well. Um, it, it's it's a done deal. He's going to be gone. There's there's no way they're going to be able to really keep him. And it really ticks me off that a loser like Denard is making this happen. You know what I mean? I mean, if a it wasn't everybody like else. A loser like Denard? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Juan, he had a cop. He's a nice fucking guy loser. Okay. He's okay. A, oh, God. Okay. Robert, trust me, you will have plenty of time to talk. I want to get Twan's feelings on Wes Walker. Yeah, y'all see it when I deal with every Saturday. So yeah, I get niggas of it. Um, anyway, um, yeah, as far as um, Wes Walker coming back, I've been saying it for a while. I don't think he's gonna come back. As far as them franchising them, that's not an option. That'll be over eleven million dollars. And I think, as far as they have so many other needs at like the secondary position, and I also think they need to find another younger wide receiver as well to try to no stretch the offense, stretch the field, stretch the defenses. Because, I mean, Walker is great and all for short yardage and get moving the chains, but you need, you got to have that threat. And I think yep. they they sorely been missing that since Randy Moss has left. So whether you want to draft that or try to find somebody like a Percy Harvin or trade for him or something like that, they, they desperately need somebody, a free threat as well. Well, Twan, that's going to lead me to ask you this question. Of the potential free agents that that are that are now available again, that that could change with with uh, with tags. Who do you think would be the number one target for the New England Patriots to bring in here? As far as um, you just talking about it in general, or you just in general about, potential um, free agents that will be available on the market. Who do you think they will target? I know I know everybody's talking about Ed Reed, but I don't think that's going to be. I don't think he's going to come to the Patriots. As far as as far as free agency, um. I mean, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I know they. I know as far as um, I know they. A lot of people have talked about Percy Harvin as far as the trade. I thought. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be possible either. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know as okay. far as um, I need. They need some. I just know they need to draft somebody or get somebody a free agency, whether it be uh, DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. from Clemson. That'd be a good name as far as drafting okay. a wide receiver. I think he could definitely stretch the field. He's not big. But he definitely can somebody that can stretch the field, stretch the defenses, and um, put pressure on the sec- the secondary. So, okay. I don't, as far as um, as far as one name, I don't I don't have exactly one for you. No, that's okay. I just thought I would throw that out to you. Okay, Robin, I'm I gonna ask you a similar question for a wide receiver, guys. I, I really don't, and they can't really afford to. The free agents, yeah. the guys in free agency, they're gonna be commanding big bucks, and I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't see that. And well, I don't think I, they I, can target a higher guy, but they definitely need to target probably a veteran. Especially yeah, they, 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 they could try to go out to um, – I can see I, Mike I Wallace. Say, I mean, I know, I know people – well, I was going to say, I know um, people have talked about Mike Wallace, but I don't see them throwing that money at him. That's, no. that's not the Patriots' no. way. The Patriots have never been, a, never been a team to do that. So I just can't see them getting into the bidding war, especially I, with somebody like Miami who has a lot of money to spend. Exactly. They're not going to get in the bidding war okay. with um, somebody like Mike Wallace. Okay, can I, can I just butt in for a second, please? I am trying to control this, even though I'm not doing a good job. Having all of us, all of the personalities on at the same time is giving me an ice cream headache. But I'm going to try to do my best to really control it. So I'm going to go to Robin. And Robin, who should the Patriots target in free agency? Give me a name. To take over for West Walker? Or for wide receiver? 
whatever, whatever, position you can, whatever position you want them to target first. Oh God, uh, they need to go for wide receiver. This is just absolutely that's that's what they need to do. I mean, okay. we haven't really had a really great wide receiver since Randy Moss. We need to you know understand that. And I'm sorry, but I think uh, Gronkowski is made of glass, and uh, we've got <laughs> Welker, who's probably not going to be there. Um, you know, uh, wow. You know, Mike Wallace would be something good. I don't know. Greg Jennings may be possible. Who knows? Okay. But he may be too much money. Okay. Well, those are those are good names. I I actually think that they need to target a target a cornerback and uh, and uh, that, I agree. That's the direction. That's the direction I would look at. And and there are actually a couple available. And one actually that you might be familiar with, Robin Sean Smith. That might be someone that that I might pay the money for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he might be someone that that I think I would target if they do not go if they do not go and go and get to lead. That might be someone that I might look at. Okay, Twan, I want to go right back to you. Then I'm going to open up the questions to the guys. Here's my yeah. question for you: Are you still bitter about the Tuck rule because you're a Raiders fan? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still bitter about the Tuck rule. Yeah, uh, it, and it, that's it, what it, I have to deal with every Saturday. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't even talk about the Tuck rule every Saturday, so don't even go there. But no, yes, I'm still bitter about the Tuck rule, but hey, it's not, it's not no well. Well, well, let me ask you a question, and you might be too young for this, but but um, are you familiar with with the uh, rough in the passer and Ben Drive with the Patriots? That was before my yeah, yeah, that was way before my time. Yeah, uh, but I, I am familiar with it. I, I am familiar. Way with it, yes. before your time. Every time, every time, yes, way before my time. I was not even <laughs> thought about it in the seventies. So yeah. <laughs> But um, I am familiar. Every time I bring up the Tuck Rule, there's always some Patriot fan to say, "Well, that was paid for 1976." When y'all, when you know, when y'all, so I always hear it. I always hear it. So okay. eventually, I eventually I looked up the play and I was like, "Okay, I couldn't say any. I can't say anything. I, it's <laughs> nothing I can really. It's nothing I can say." So right, 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 yeah. right. Because <laughs> because honestly, honestly, as a Patriots fan, that that play actually had a domino effect that. That that put the Raiders on top for many years to come. So so we can even itself out in my book. But um, but you, you listen. You certainly have a case for the Tuck Rule, and and I always say that to, to Raiders fans. I thought it was a fumble, but you know, um, you know, according to the rule, listen, it is what it is. I hate to hate to use a Belichick term, but but I was just curious if if you're still bitter about that because I because honestly I'm still yeah. bitter about '76. So we're even. Yeah, well, yes, I'm still bitter about that. All right. The Raiders, have, the Raiders haven't been the same since, so yes. I'm okay. Still, well, still well, well I could argue the Patriots weren't the same until Parcells came, okay? So even though they, you're, they you're exactly right. You're okay. exactly right. Okay, I can, yeah, make, yeah. I can make the same argument. So there. And I would and I would agree with you. And I would, like I say, the unbiased, look, the unbiased fan in me, Says yeah, I agree, I agree with I agree with it. That was that was a terrible call. That was a terrible call. That was yeah, I'm, me, but hey, okay. Are you guys gonna be anything. singing Kumbaya soon? I I think we should, Robin. <laughs> I really think we should. But but I wanna I wanna throw this to Steve because I know Steve has a question for you guys. So Steve, go ahead. Yeah, Twan, um, being a Raiders fan, you you'd see this guy more often than we would. But one of the guys I like. Uh, in free agency was a defensive tackle that's a free agent for the Raiders right now, Desmond Bryant. Here what we are go. your feelings on him? Oh, I really like him. He's a young guy. Um, I actually think the Raiders should try to keep him, especially with Seymour going to be let go, and then they're probably going to um, let Tommy Kelly go as well. But if 
if they don't bring him back, then that, that's definitely somebody the Patriots should target. Is a young guy, definitely can get penetration on the quarterback and make plays in the running game. So, yeah, he's, he's one of the very few bright-spotted times for the Raiders, especially when Seymour uh, went down. So, yeah, I think, I think that would be a really good addition for the Patriots, and it wouldn't cost them a lot of money either. Very good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well because, you know, he's not a guy that's going to command tremendous amount of money, and I think he could have a very big impact next to Vince Wilford on the inside. Yeah, it'd know. be a bargain. Go ahead. I just said, oh, it'd be a bargain for the Patriots if uh, oh, yeah. they can sign him. Yeah, that's all. All right, thanks, man. I'll pass you back over to Russ. All right, great, great. I thought I thought we had another blog talk radio moment there, Steve. <laughs> no, I, I was just being quiet. I thought Twan was saying something, and I stopped. Yeah, so. I was afraid of that as well. So yeah, yeah that's well, we work on blog talk radio. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. To be honest with you, blog talk radio overall has been good, but we, but again, we we've, we've had our issues, and I'm sorry I keep mentioning them on, on this show. Derek, did you have a question for either one of our guests? Um, I'll, I'll just ask you uh, one player in the draft or, the, or maybe like one position you'll be focusing most at the Columbine uh, this week? Who, who are you asking it to? To one? Uh, both of them. As far as, as far as the draft? Yep. Uh, as far, yeah, as far as the players who will be attending the, the Columbine, what, what, what's, what's uh, one player or position you're going to be focusing on the most? I think they definitely need to look at the secondary, definitely Banks. And, and depending on who's there between Banks and um, Hopkins, I would definitely think they'd take one or the other. So Hopkins is, the, like I say, a wide receiver out of Clemson. Really played, right. really was very good for them. Um, I think he, I think he was underrated, especially everybody talked about Sammy, Sammy Hopkins there, and Clemson. But I like, I really like Hopkins. Um, I, I think I'm Hopkins is all right. I haven't been as, I haven't been as impressed with Hopkins as I have with some of the other guys. But I think you know, certainly in that range, as far as Banks goes, he's interesting. Obviously, you know, safeties. It's not the deepest class, especially when you're talking at the end of the first round. You probably have to trade back. Yeah. Maybe a guy like. Florida State Xavier Rhodes, who can kind of play cornerback and safety, be bigger. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I certainly think both of those positions, receiver and cornerback, are the two biggest needs right now for the team. So I, Absolutely. I Absolutely. Okay. Did you want to ask Robin that question, too? Yeah, she, 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 can, she can answer if she'd like. Robin? Uh, to be completely honest with you, I don't really take the combine that seriously. Um, one, because, you know, a lot of times a guy can do really well, and but yet they don't fall where they should. Um, Tom Brady is a perfect example of that. Um, the only time I really start paying attention is during the draft time. I mean, yeah, there are guys that do really great during the combine, but then there's guys that don't do as well. But if you put them on the field, there's, it's a totally different situation. So I look more at how they play during the year than I would at the combine. I think there's a good there's there's a good there's a good logic behind that, and I mean I think the combine is really just to wrap up any unanswered questions you have about a player. Is he actually six to two hundred pounds, or is he listed you know higher or whatever than he you know on his college website than he actually is? You know what is his forty time? How will he do in you know team meetings and things like that? And answering questions, and you have to have. And some of those, you know, some people, you know, people like us aren't privy to those kind of responses. But it's a good way for teams just to kind of confirm things they saw on tape or maybe just kind of rank the players if they have a close grade on one. It's more of a final decision, but I agree with your overall premise. No, I, 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 I agree with you, and there's – 
and plus there's also the factor of you know what if they don't you know what if they there is an injury problem or there is a there is a health issue that you know wasn't brought up before i mean that's where it probably comes into play as to being you know good and advantageous but other than that you know other than health issues and you know what you previously stated other than that i don't really pay too much attention to it yeah right, that's the smartest thing robin's ever said so i i agree with you 100% buddy Oh no! Can we mark um, this? A lot of guys. Let's mark this a lot moment. of guys. A lot of guys. <laughs> honestly, a lot. A lot of guys are great workout guys, and they they look good with a shirt off and everything like that. But you get them in a football game, and they can't. Yeah. They can't play work and lift. So, yeah, I agree with you 100. percent You got to look at the body of work, the to- the full body of work before you analyze somebody. Okay, hey guys, before before I let you go, and and Robin, because you don't, really don't give Twan a chance to talk, I'm going to ask him this. <laughs> Twan, Twan, could you please tell everyone? about your show and how, how fans can listen to it? Well, you can find our show, The Sports Breakdown. It airs every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. On, you can find it on Blog Talk Radio. You can also find it under our parent company, com, which Robin has a great blog uh, called, called I'm, Not, I'm No Pink Hat. I have a blog called South Florida Sports Fans. So you can find us there. You can also find some of the other stuff that I've done. Sports Talk with Tuan also airs on Thursday nights. The show that I do for the PNation dot com and some of the other stuff that I do on Blog Talk Radio as well under Twan Staley. And I'm last but not least, you can find both of us on Twitter. You find her Robin at what would TB12 do? Because obviously she's a Patriot fan and a Tom right. Brady lover. And you can find me on the Black Red oh Sox fan because <laughs> you are a Tom Brady fan, a lover. And I, you can find me under Black Red Sox fan under Twitter because I'm a Black Red Sox fan. So. No, that's, that's great. It. That's that's great. And uh, and Robin, I just I, I just want want to share this. I, I've called into your show several times, and I just enjoyed calling in the last show because we got to talk about everything but the Patriots, and it was wonderful. So thank I you. I know. So thank you for having me on. We we even talked about match fi- match fixing in soccer. It was tremendous. <laughs> I know. I actually found that little tidbit of information, and I asked Twan if we should talk about it, and he said no. But I overrode the decision. <laughs> and that's what he always does. So yeah. I, I, was, I was just about to say, Twan. I mean, it's amazing you get a word in edgewise. Anyways, listen, yeah, guys. Right. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, and and thank you for your support. And I will do everything I can to uh, to promote your show because you guys do a great show. Like I said, I I'll call in when I can because I really enjoy it. And best of luck in the future. You we'll guys call have in a great night. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks great. for coming, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Guys. All right. All right. I want to thank Robin and Tuan, who are the hosts of the radio show, The Sports Breakdown with T, and that sports chick from Sports Rants Radio, which can be found again on blogtalkradio.com Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time for joining us for a good 15 to 20 minutes. And as you could tell, when you get us all on the same same show, uh, it's difficult to hear at times. But But there were a few nuggets in there. Steve. Share with me just just overall thoughts of our our discussion with with our two uh, two guests. Well, they're great, and uh, I'm a I listen to their show every Saturday morning, and, and it's fantastic. I've been on it a couple of times myself, and they're they're just great. They they have great chemistry together, and I I'd say they're like an old married couple because uh, <laughs> you know uh, they're always arguing back and forth, and Twan's always asking if he can get a word in edgewise. Oh. So. It's funny. But, uh, they have a fantastic show. They cover all the major sports. Yep. And um, uh, 
I, I really enjoyed having them on. I'm glad they could make it this afternoon. I'm glad as well, and uh, and again, I couldn't say enough good things about both of them, and uh, and I would definitely recommend you checking out their show. And like I said, it's very enjoyable. It's not it's not just Patriots talk, as you as you heard that uh, that Twan is actually a Raiders fan, and they do talk Red Sox. They talk a lot of Boston sports, which is which is good. But they you know they'll talk everything from NASCAR, but uh, and whatever else you can think of. But uh, but the two of them together, they are. They're a match made in heaven. That, that's all I could say. Just, just the two of them together. I, I really enjoyed their show. Derek, any, anything stick out with you with our conversation with them? i just just glad uh, we could kind of get some different opinions, and uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Short short but sweet, Derek. That, that's the way I, I, I like you put it. Sometimes. Just short but sweet. I wish I could get you to do that more often. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> but then we would lose all the good analysis from the show. Oh, yeah. That, that, oh, that. All that great analysis that puts me to sleep sometimes. I'm just kidding, Derek. Just a reminder again, you are listening to Patriots 4th and 2 on blogtalkradio.com. You can also access this podcast on the Stitcher Radio app, iTunes, and on patsfans.com, where we all blog. And, uh, you know, this one should be interesting because we've had a chock full of everything to talk about. And, and uh, you know, a couple things happened there, you know, throughout the show. It's been interesting. But let's. But let's actually move on, and let's go back and finish my four-down territory, okay? And let's talk about something I did not get a chance to really – well, we delved in a little bit with our with our, with our our uh, guests, but I'll go to you, Derek. Do you think the news of Denard can indirectly affect the future of Wes Welker? This is this is tough, and I, and I think yes, but slightly, um, because if – it kind of gets back to that domino theory we were talking about before we had our guests on. Just like the safety position, it's it's hard now that you have to allocate more money towards the cornerback position. That takes away from, you know, other positions on the team. And I, I would say slightly, I mean, for people who think they're going to let Welker go um, because he, he wants too much money, but they want to give even more money to a, a player who has never been in a system before and is an unsure thing, you know, like a, like a Mike Wallace, I just think that's there's just no way that's going to happen. I think there's a possibility West is still back. And you could tell me that the team will franchise tag him like they did with Will Fork in order to buy themselves some more time to get a long-term deal done. Um, you know, and I, I overall, I would say that it, it affects them a little bit only because of just the domino theory of what you have to do now as far as your priorities and your cap space. Okay. Steve, how about you? Of course, it, it 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 affects everything. This this thing that happened today, and like we talked about earlier this week, Russ, I thought this was never going to go to trial. I thought they were going to work some uh, some kind of plea agreement out where he'd get some probation or whatever. This throws a big monkey wrench into everything because now you well, know could you don't have anything team. settled now at the cornerback position. So it throws a monkey wrench into everything. And I thought prior to all this happening that the Patriots are going to walk away from Wes Walker anyway. I, I think the, the move has been in the works for uh, over a year, and, um, and now I'm, I'm convinced that they're going to walk away from him. I, I don't think they're going to bring him back. I think that the uh, the team is going to move in a different direction, and I think basically they're going to be forced to because yeah. they have to make some other moves. And th- th- this is going to be a very interesting free agency and, and – draft for the team. 
Listen, I, I completely agree with you, and, and and I do want to talk a little bit more about, about Wes Walker a little bit later because we are going to go through your article, um, Derek, and, and then also I'm going to pose a question to you about Wes Walker and the Patriots. But uh, I, I don't see him coming back, and uh, I, I, I think that they're going to move on from him. But uh, And I think that this is this just solidifies it because I, I think that they need to allocate their money to uh, to defense and especially to the cornerback position. I think that that is going to be your priority. I think that, to me, if you really break it down, that is the reason why they haven't gotten over the hurdle of uh, of winning the championship. It comes down to defense, and I think that needs to be your priority. Uh, and uh, I think I personally think they're going to move on. And, uh, and you know, I mean, it, it's sad. It, it's sad to move on to certain places. I just don't see them bringing him back because I think he's going to want to get paid, and I don't see them – Paying him. I, I just don't. All right. Derek, let me go back up to you. If it was up to you, who would you put the franchise tag on, if anyone? If if it was up to me, I would put the franchise tag on Keith Khalid. And, and here's why. Because, like I said earlier, I, the, the team has spent, since Asante Samuel left the team, and they were looking for that number one corner, but they didn't pay, they've tried to replace guys. Uh, you know, right, try to replace him, rather. I'm sorry. And whether that's guys through the draft and guys free agency, it just hasn't really worked out. Now, I do think Tlaib's play, you know, was a little overrated. But like I said earlier, he had an effect on the defense. You could tell when he was on the field, it was a different unit. Um, and the eyeball test, statistically, it was just, it was just when he was on the field, they're better, they're better defense. And you know, with like the kind of pass he had, even with his short time here, even though he bought into the Patriots' way, it seemed like said all the right things, he still had to deal with the a suspension when he was traded here, when we acquired him, and he had an injury. So it's hard to commit long-term to a guy that has off-the-field issues, maybe injury issues. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't played um, a 16-game season, I think only once or twice, and it's, and it's now five years. So, I mean, I think that you can, because of the need and because they had him here for a short period of time, you, you take that short-term risk because there is no long – and it gives you long-term insurance. And you also get to see that a guy you gave up a fourth-round pick for, you get to see, okay, is this guy – was he just putting on a show for a couple of weeks to get a payday in free agency? Or is he a guy that you know, we can use in our defense? Does he continue to improve it? Can we move guys around him? And, and I think that just because of all those factors, I think that's why I would tag uh, Akeem Tlaib. Okay. I'll share my thoughts about about that in a second. Steve, how about you? Should they should they tag anyone or no one? No one. I wouldn't tag any of the three. I I think that uh, you're not in a position right now where you can afford to tag any of the three. And uh, if they can't get to leave at, at a decent bargain basement type price, I would walk. And uh, I mean, the guy has some. You know, baggage. He was a good citizen. He was a good guy while he was here. You know, there was some rumblings about uh, his work ethic, but I, I don't really buy that because uh, I don't think the Patriots would have put up with it, honestly. And uh, especially when it comes to work ethic, I can never say that word. But um, I, they can't afford to tag Wes Welker either. I mean, it's only, what, $400,000 difference between Welker and Tlaib. So if they can't afford to tag Welker, well, how could they afford to tag the lead? I And same with Volmer. I mean, they need to re-sign 
at least two of those guys. But if they can't get it done at the price, I don't see them franchising any of the three, and I wouldn't. I think, okay. you know, they, they have some issues. They need to work on them. They, they're going to have to be uh, a little uh, creative with the cap money. They can probably, you know, redo a couple of contracts for some of the other guys and, and come up with some more money, and I think that's what's going to have to be done. Good, good thing the cap is easy to maneuver, so we'll be, we'll well, be okay there. Yeah. You know, I, I this is something they're going to have to look at. Oh, I mean, we three cornerbacks, and uh, you, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. You need three cornerbacks, and uh, I think you're going to have to get two of them via free agency. I think you could draft one, and uh, you know, and you're basically starting from scratch there. So I wouldn't tag any of them. Okay, listen, you 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 have valid points for for tagging no one, but I still want want that security, knowing that they have a. Uh, Someone that that can set that defense, uh, stabilize it, and that's why I'm going to say Tlaib, because uh, I know what they look like when he is playing at a decent level. It's not it's not going to be at a Taiwan level, and that's only a dream because I'd like to see it at a Taiwan level, and we might never see a player that could do that again. But I think that he can do it good enough that they can feel confident to run what they need to run on defense, and. Uh, I think we're all in agreement that the defense looked different without Tlaib than with Tlaib. And I could even say that in the playoff game. It looked different with I mean, it was it was the most clear in that AFC championship game. Yeah. I mean, it was when yeah. he came off the field, it was instantaneous, and you could see it right away. And I think I think I can speak for a lot of Patriots fans. When, when he came on, he was just standing there. You just had a feeling in the bottom of your stomach that you were in trouble immediately. Because yeah. I know just, I did. Because of what because – of what, he brought to the team. Now, now I think that, like I said, it is a little bit overrated, but he's still a good player. And I, I just think it's hard to, it's hard to commit to a guy like that, you know, long term. I'm not sure you can get him to sign a deal with incentives that if he plays on the field or, or stays on the field and he doesn't have off-field issues and there are loopholes. Because I think there are other teams that, with more cap room, that will offer him a contract equal size with no loopholes that he'd rather go to. So, right. I, I mean. But I, you could sell me. You could sell me on. They're going to let each of those three, Volmer, Welker, Tlaib, kind of test the market and see where they're at, and and you know, kind of come back to the team and communicate. You could sell me on any of those options. Yeah, I mean, listen, Steve actually brings up a very good point. You know, I I could see I could see why that they might do exactly what you guys are talking about. You know, let let them all walk. Let them all test the market. It makes sense. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about what's going on with them, and what, you know, and what was the difference on the defense. And and for me, you know, it it, it was just stabilization at that that I guess you could say number one corner, if you want to call them that. And uh, I think it just changed the defense. So that's the reason why I'm saying that. If there was one out of the three that that you do, I think it's him. But um, Steve could be right. You could be right that they might they might do none. So, so, so we'll see what what happens. But let's move on, guys. And Steve, I'm going to start with you because Derek wrote wrote an interesting article, and uh, I want to pose it this way: Which player would you franchise, sign to a long-term deal, and walk between Akeem Tlaib, Sebastian Vollmer, and Wes Walker? Now, I know you're on record as saying that you 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 like them all to walk, but but play along with this little game and t- and tell me what you would do with these three players. Well, I think you need to sign. 
like I said, you need to sign two of those guys. I think that you need to sign uh, Vollmer. Uh, again, he has injury issues. You can play that in the negotiations. I think you can get him for a decent amount of money. I, I think it can be done. I think that you can get him probably in the $5 million range, and I think that you can get something done for a couple of years with him. The same goes with Tulane. I think you can possibly sign him if you can get him at, at a bargain price. Otherwise, I walk because I'm going for somebody that doesn't have the injury concerns, doesn't have the baggage. If I'm going to pay big money, I want to go elsewhere. Um, in regards to Welker, I think they walked from Welker because I think the team already has. Yeah. And, and you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but I have my reasons for believing that. And uh, that's how I would do this because I think the team's already walking from Welker. I actually think that they are too, but uh, again, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, Derek, you wrote the article. These three players. Tell well, me what I they mean, do. I, the question was more posed is you had to pick one for each player. I mean, you, you had to pick one. You, you couldn't you couldn't sign two guys and let one walk. It was you have to sign one, you have to right. sign one, you have to let one walk. Right. Um, well, that's how I posed it. Obviously, this was anyway. just a, this was just a game to kind of see where everyone you know, caught some debate. See, obviously, it's what we do. Um, as far as what I posted, I said you signed Wes Welker, I said you franchised Tlaib, and I think you let Bulmer walk. And the reason I think between all those is because Welker, because of what he's done on a durability and on a consistency and how he moves the offense and just what he does for Tom Brady, I think that you can, I think that you can work out a deal with him where it will be okay. Last year he wanted you know, four, five, you know, six years or whatever, and he wanted some big money. And I think that, you know, they obviously weren't, they weren't willing to commit to a long-term. A guy who's 32 has had a knee injury, uh, takes big hits, you know, takes big hits on a regular basis. You know, but I think this year you could sign him to a, you could sell me on a, on a, on a Randy Moss type of deal because I think that they would be, I think that both teams will kind of come together because I think he wants to be here. And he's more valuable on this team than most other teams in the league. And I think, and I think if he tests the market, he'll find that. Um, as far as Tlaib goes, we already kind of went over that. Yep. Um, and, and Vollmer, you know, he's a big guy. He's 6'8", 320. He's had a back injury since he was coming out of college. And I think that you can find a guy, or possibly there's one that you can develop with Dante Skarnecchia. Uh, you know, I think you can find a guy in free agency that it won't, his play won't drop, the play won't be that significant of a drop-off, will be worth the money that you'll save because you have to go to other positions. You, you've already invested a lot. On the line and other positions, you need to you need to look at receiver. If if Welker goes, you need to look at quarterback for sure. We've all been talking about it, so I would let Bulmer walk. Okay, all right. As far all as right. the game, no, goes, I, you know, as I far sh- as the game goes. Okay, no, no. Okay, well, well, I was posing it as as one one one. So so I'll play I'll play along with your game, Derek. Just the way you said it. Um, for me, Wes Welker does walk. Um, because because I personally think that that the team has moved on from them. Again, we we are going to talk about it right after we talk about this. I think that Wes Walker will not be back with the New England Patriots, and uh, I do think that again I've already mentioned this that that they will franchise or keep Tweed. That's what I would do. I'd franchise or keep Tweed, and um, I would try to work out a deal uh, a deal with um, with Sebastian Vollmer. Now now the now the deal now the issue with him, like you said, his back issue. That's what gets me thinking that it might not be 
not, might not be the best deal to, to go long-term with him. But I would try to get him to stay, and I would try to sign him to maybe a three-year deal because I think that he's done a tremendous job. I still think he has upside. I do think that his downside is uh, his um, injury concerns. But when he is playing, when he is healthy, he's very valuable to this team. Can they replace him? I think that they can replace him. I just want him back with the Patriots. So I say sign Sebastian Ballmer. All right. Um, I'm sorry, Derek, did you have something you wanted to add? Well, we're kind of going to get into it right now, so why don't you pose a question and then I'll... Okay, okay, here's the question. You want me to go to you first? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here's the question, and I've been thinking about this for a while, okay? So, again, I have a feeling that that here's going to be your argument, Derek. You ready? Could the Patriots (laughs) be better off without Wes Walker? Uh, I mean, well, could they? I mean, mean, sure they could, but... Uh, will they be? I think if they, I think if they go, they probably won't because they're not going to be going after the type. If they don't go after him and pay him, they're not going to be going after a guy, you know, who everyone would want, like a Bo or a Wallace. Um, and so I don't think they would be better off. And okay. what I was going to say a second ago was just that I think it's easier to replace what uh, Bulmer does than what Will Walker does on this team. I disagree with you, by the way. For this offense. I disagree with you. And I'll share that in a little bit, but go ahead. Well, no, I mean, that's really it. I mean, I'm curious to see why you disagree, because if you look at Welker, people are throwing out names like Julian Edelman. Oh, Julian Edelman can do what he does. Oh, let's bring in Danny Amendola. Oh, let's bring in Aaron Hernandez. Oh, you mean the guys that miss half the season every year. Okay. For what he takes, for the hits he takes, for the, the durability factor, for the consistency, how he continually makes, you know, this offense go when they seem to stall, Yes, they need other pieces around him, but that's because you missigned Brandon Lloyd, and which is why you probably should cut him to save him in the cap room. That's a whole other argument. <laughs> now you want okay? to cut Brandon Lloyd. Okay. Now you want I'm to just cut throwing Brandon... it out. I'm just throwing it out there. You okay, I disagree, I disagree with you go. on that. But but here here's my argument, and then, Steve, I'll, I'll let you take it from there, okay? Is that okay with you? Fine. Okay. Here's my he argument, wants to fight Derek. Too, so it'll be a good time. No, here, I, I'm going to give you my argument on this. First of all, I think the Patriots are going to do this. I think they're going to move, move away from him. Because, one, and we've already talked about this, I think the priority is on defense, and they need to shore up that defense. That's where the priority is. But on the offensive side, I personally feel that the New England Patriots have become too much Wes Walker-centric. I think the fact that he catches over 100 balls every year, some people think it's a great thing. I'm not so sure about that, Okay. Because well, I think thing one of the things that Brady has done has become too focused on Wes Walker. I think they need to go back to being a more diverse offense, especially in the passing game. And I think if you move Hernandez, and I understand what you're talking about with the injury concerns, if you move him around, I'm not even saying that he needs to be in the slot all the time. I do think you right. do bring back Julian Edelman. But you don't bring him back to be the replacement for Wes Walker. You are taking away that position. You are focusing on on Hernandez if you want taking that that role, but not specifically the role of a slot receiver. You have Jake Ballard coming on to take the place of what I'm Hernandez proven. was going to be doing as another tight end. Okay, you have that. You also have Shane Vereen, who we've already seen can can go out to wide out if they want to be even more diverse and, and put him out there. So there are ways of making this offense 
different. I'm I'm going to use something from Moneyball. Adapt or die. It's time that they adapt. That well, I I agree. Look, I agree with with a good amount of what you're saying to a point. But what I'll say about the the welfare thing, as far as you know, them being too focused on him, I think that's because he's been the only one who's been able to be consistent for the last couple of years. I mean, it was it's like yeah, but he he's catching a hundred balls because yeah, that's the way the offense has developed. But there's not a guy on the outside who's been casting the passes that they're throwing because they've been trying to replace Randy Moss because they, they have too many over-the-middle guys. I just think that, it, yeah, there's a definite argument to be made that they are too focused on him and they need to go elsewhere. Right. But that doesn't mean you have to get rid of him. You just need to, you just need to upgrade the position around him, which is why maybe not, you know, maybe not what he does. Or I'm sorry, maybe not get rid of Brandon Lloyd, but that's why the argument is to be made that you have too many guys like, Hernandez and Gronkowski and Welker, who are clogging up the middle, you need a guy to play outside who can stretch the field out, not only vertically, but also horizontally. And you need to have guys that Tom Brady can trust because he, he doesn't have the same trust that he has in Welker or, or in Gronkowski. Like he, Derek. He, I mean, but he doesn't Derek. have the trust that he used to have in a Givens and, a, and a branch and all Derek. that. Derek, Derek, let's go back to, to uh, 2001, 2003, 2004 Super Bowls. Did they have a dominant wide receiver on those teams, and was Tom Brady the quarterback? No, but they were all they were all consistent, and they stepped up. They were all Wait. consistent, and they stepped up. Okay. Gibbons okay. wasn't a great wide receiver, say, but he made good plays, and he was consistent. Brady could count on him. Brady can't count on Lloyd when you when you when he only catches fifty percent of his reception, or I'm sorry, fifty percent of his target. Again, you know this saying? is also his first year with Brady. Okay. You're, you also have to where, consider where are the that. Other guys? What? I'm saying I'm, I'm just saying there's a it's not because they've come to focus too much on Welker because yes. there haven't been guys around him stepping up in that department. There's no one who's been consistent. There's no one who's been there Derek, for Brady that Brady Derek, can trust. Derek, that's not true because they have that's Aaron that's Hernandez. They right. have we, don't have to, we don't have to agree. That's what. That's no, we don't but. agree. We we absolutely don't agree because I personally think again. I think Wes Welker has done a tremendous job with the Patriots. I think this is this is addition by subtraction. Think you need to focus on what the Patriots really need to focus on, and that is on the defense. I personally think that that they are trying to change the offense around, and and I think and and, and Steve will back me up because he, he he definitely wants to mention about what Aaron Hernandez is doing um, out with Tom Brady. What do you what do you think he's doing that? He's Wait, doing well, that I'm because. You know, well, what I was going to say is, I'm not saying that the offense can't be adapted. We've seen this offense evolve and change right, and do all that. Right, it's time to change again. Uh, and, and maybe, That's maybe my point. It's become stagnant Maybe we're arguing two bit. different things, Russ. Maybe we're arguing two different things. I'm not saying this offense can't evolve, it can't adapt, it can't survive without Wes Walker. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that with what he does, it's hard to find a guy to do what he does. Uh, you know, and, they're not going to find one. I think one. that also they're not going to find it, enough Derek, but I don't, think, but I don't think they need it. That's... That's the argument. Maybe they don't. Me. Maybe they don't. But, but I don't, they don't think, have a guy who's consistent need, around I, I don't think they need that anymore. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that I think the offense is, is changing to something that they've been trying to do for years, Derek. They were doing it before they got these two t- tight ends. They tried to do it all the way back going, going with Daniel Graham and Ben Watson. They want this two tight end package to be to, to be a huge focus, and it, and it just hasn't turned out that way. Now you have these two dynamic tight ends, and, and you're going to be able to do several things 
with Hernandez. He can line up in the backfield, for God's sakes. He can if, play different his positions. Hands can imp- his, hands are t- his hands have shown that he's too inconsistent, and he's had too many injuries over the past couple of years to make him a reliable guy. I, I disagree with you. Next year for 10 I days. disagree with you. I can make the same argument about Wes Walker being, being inconsistent at times. I mean, I disagree with that. I think he's oh, been... I'm just saying that I, you can't pencil in Wes Walker for being in there for 16 games. Yeah, he'll catch 15 balls and he might drop one. But Hernandez, I know he'll be in there for 10 games next season. I'm not sure he's going to be there for 16. You know? He's, had, okay. he's, he's missed games. All right. All right. Well, listen, we, we definitely disagree with, on, on this. I want to get Steve's perspective on this. Steve, what are your thoughts on it? And I'm sorry I left you out of it for a little bit. Well, I mean, uh, you guys were having a conversation, so there's no point in butting in. However, I think that I think it's a legitimate argument that Tom Brady – not the Patriots' offense, is too dependent on Wes Welker. And we've seen it time and again, especially the last year. How many times, I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, and I watch Greg Bedard's film breakdown, and how many times did, did they miss a pass, and they missed it either he overthrew or underthrew Wes Welker, and I don't know how many times I heard Greg Bedard say, and he had Aaron Hernandez, out here, or he had Brandon Lloyd was open out here, or he had Julian Edelman out here. We we heard this time and again this year, and it all goes back not on the Patriots' offense, it goes back to Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I believe, is starting to become too dependent on Wes Walker. Now, can you replace? And right, and Steve, you know, my point to that is, and I agree with you. I I agree. So don't don't get that twisted around. I'm just saying, I just think that's because he doesn't trust another. They need another weapon that he can trust. Because he doesn't seem to trust the same people that are around Welker, or besides everyone but Welker, you know what I mean? Which is, like, which is exactly my point. Is the only way you're going to get him to trust other guys is you're not going to replace Wes Welker. You can't. No. There's nobody else that has the the type of skill set and durability that he does. But I think you're going to see them bring in a couple of different guys. One of them is already here, and I think. Aaron Hernandez, you're going to see them move him around a lot. I think the the plan is is he's going to be lined up in the slot at times because you know the NFL is a copy copycat league. They saw how um, Brandon, uh, no, not Brandon, but uh, Anquan Bolden torched them in the playoffs because he was a big target in the red zone. He was a big target on short yardage. He could go up and get balls. Hernandez is that type of guy. I think you're going to see him split wide. I think you're going to see him in the backfield. I think you're going to see him still a tight end at times. But one of the and, things, and, that, and Steve, I also agree with you on this point too. But at the same time, uh, my my worry is that if you get rid of a West Walker, and and yeah, if Hernandez is on the field, I'm agreeing that he can do these things. But at the same time, he hasn't shown yet in his career that he can be on the field every game. And that would be my concern if you take away a guy who has shown that he can be on the field consistently and, and you know what he is. And your, and your quarterback, who seems to be too dependent on him, he trusts him. And if he, you take away the only guy he trusts, yeah, he could struggle. And especially if you go to the guy that you want to kind of change the offense and you move around in a joker position, H-back, whatever you want to call it, if he has an ankle injury again next year and he's out for six weeks, then what do you do? I mean, I think that – I think that they need to bring in other guys that he finds more consistent. And maybe it's a Brady issue. You know, maybe it's not an it. Maybe it's a Brady issue. Whatever. I think it is a Brady issue. And, and I think the fact that uh, 
Aaron Hernandez is in California, speaks that it's a Brady issue. I, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I, I, not only do I think that these two guys have, you know, decided to get together, I think the coaches told them to get together. Because I, I think the coaches realized that Brady's too dependent on Wes Walker. I'm afraid, you know, maybe I'm uh, reading the tea leaves and I'm way off on this, but I, I think that that is not a coincidence that, you know, that Aaron Hernandez is in California this offseason. You know, well, I think Aaron I, Hernandez I, has to improve from what he's done to be worth the contracts they gave him. And I, I've said that before. I said it well, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the tight ends. He needs to be able to stay on the field, and his hands need to be more consistent. If he wants to go out to work with Tom Brady, I'm all for it because, because he needs to be able to do that. They need him on the field. You know, you're talking about all this money moving around. They committed $94 million to the two tight ends they want to build the offense around. And, you know, unfortunately, 40 of that million that they committed in Hernandez is only there 60% or 70% of the time. Well, and, so, you know, and this is where Jake Ballard comes in. I mean, right. this is the guy – that's but you can't count on him who's coming off a catastrophic knee injury. He doesn't, he's never even played it on the team. <laughs> well, Derek, why Derek, do you Derek, why do you Derek you're talking about a guy that, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. that was a great why tight end with, with the Giants. Not good. He was great. He was great. He was solid. He was a solid, solid. young guy. Okay, fine. You want a great tight end? Markowski, you don't need great. And you have Aaron Hernandez. Now you have the, you know, you have the versatility to put three very good tight ends on the field at the same time. All three can block. All three can catch the football. He's not great, but it, when you're putting him in the you know in the realm with the, the other two, he doesn't have to be. But now it gives you options, and that's what they're well, looking I, for. I think, he, I think he can give you options. I'm scoffing at the fact that you would even call him a very good tight end. I mean, he if you're talking about ranking the tight end. ends in, okay. in terms okay. of like – Okay, Derek, Derek, I shouldn't have said great. It, if we want to go through through very great, good, or solid, okay, solid to me is good. So so Maybe. so I'm going to say solid. One year, and one year me, solid production before having a catastrophic knee injury. Well, yeah. Let me ask you, Derek. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. wait. Why, catastrophic why, knee injury. Didn't Wes Walker have a catastrophic knee injury? But, 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 but we don't know what Ballard is. That's what do you mean the, we don't know how Ballard is? He's never I mean, been on the team, Russ. He's never played on an offensive snap. We we know what Welker is. He came back from that. That's a double, it, that's, it, doesn't it, even make sense. Uh, why would Derek, the Patriots, Derek, Derek? Why would the Patriots pluck this guy immediately off of waivers if they didn't think that this is a solid football player? I mean, I'm not saying you, that he. I'm not saying that he can't be a good player. I'm just saying you don't know what he is on this offense, and you don't know what he'll be like well, after the knee injury. And he only had a short head. span. There, I have no problem with them snatching Ballard up. If you have him, you know, you can use you, – I can see the versatility. We're arguing different things. I mean, I'm not even sure what we're talking about. We're not. I mean, they already have backups in Fells and Who-Man, however you say right. his, his name. Now, you know, you bring Ballard into the mix. If he's healthy, if he can do the job, you're all set at that position. I mean, how many more tight ends can they actually get? I mean, I hope they're not – Bringing back Donald Thomas now, no, I mean, you no. know, and and Fells is another one who should go too. Probably getting paid too much where you can allocate that money to other positions. If well, Ballard, I guess it, a lot Ballard's of it will depend on Ballard's health because Derek, I think right. if Ballard's healthy, one of those other two guys is going to go away. I agree. Derek, what, Derek, getting, one other what, factor, and I mentioned it briefly, was Shane Vereen. Now you like Shane Vereen, okay? 
Shane well, Vereen. He's not a wideout, though, Russ. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's a wideout. I'm not. I'm not even going there. What I'm saying about Shane Vereen, though, is Shane Vereen is going to give you versatility, not not the same versatility that Aaron Hernandez is, but he can actually go wide out if you want him to. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think that the offense is going to become more diverse. They're going to run more. What I'm hoping is that this offense evolves from being such Welker-centric that it becomes more overall balanced. I'm talking about running the ball. I'm talking about spreading the ball around where we used to say that Tom Brady would find the open receiver. Where has that gone? Part of the problem was Randy Moss and Wes Welker being so dominant. Listen, it was great. It's not, for me, my favorite Patriots offense. I liked it better when he, when he, when he spread it around in, in those Super Bowl years. That, to me, is the offense that I think works just as good as that dominant offense because that dominant offense didn't get them a championship. It just didn't. It got them close, but... For me, I want to put my resources on defense and have a very good offense. It doesn't have to be prolific anymore. It needs to be very good. It needs to be diverse. That's that's where I'm going about the the addition by subtraction with Wes Walker. And I know you disagree with me, but that's how I feel. Derek, are you with us? Derek, are you back Derek. with us? <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, now he's back. Uh, I, heard, I, heard, I heard what you were saying. I got dropped off the line. Blog Talk Radio continuing to be <laughs> thorough today. And you, know what, you know, I'm not saying that they, they aren't diverse. I'm not saying that. And, by the way, their offense was good enough to win Super Bowls. It's the defense that wasn't. But we're not, we, we, we don't have to go in circles. I understand. My, and you know what? If they get rid of Wes Walker, they can, they can still be very good. I just think that they need to add more consistent targets like they had in the Super Bowl days. They, didn't, they don't – the guys they have now besides Wes Welker are not consistent enough. You know, that that's the problem. They need to add, regardless of Welker stays, they need to add a, a young developmental receiver. Brandon Lloyd, yeah, he, first year with the team, I mean, you, I, think I think he'll probably stay around, but he needs to be more consistent. He has to catch 75 of his targets, not 50. And, you know, and Hernandez needs to be able to stay on the field and catch balls. Yeah, I, I agree with you to a point, but when you, I, I don't agree with the addition by subtraction line. And I, I don't agree that it, uh, they'll be better off. I just, I just don't see it. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a chance, but there's a big, it's a big risk because there haven't been guys. I just don't see how you replace the guy with the consistency when no one else seems to have that same trait. But that would just be my feelings, and it's okay to disagree. It's what, uh, that's what's so good about debating sports. Okay, no, it, it is good, Derek. I just think, I just think that they can spread out his receptions over other people. I think that they were trying to do it last season. I, 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 I denied that that's what their intention was, but I think there's enough evidence to show that they were trying to get away from Wes Walker. And, and, and maybe, and maybe they were trying, Russ, but they were trying and they were successful because Walker stayed on the field and everyone else kind of crumbled around him. Or so that would be my point. Well, yeah, I well you remember Steve, before the listen, season, I Steve said Hernandez brought up points that, Well, yeah, but Steve just brought up points that uh, about uh, about Greg Bernard break, breaking down the tapes, and, and I would read all these articles, and he would say this receiver was open, this receiver was open, and, uh, yeah, and part of that is on Brady. Part of that is on Brady. Welker to be where he if he trusts Welker, it goes back to Brady. He trusts Welker to be where Welker should be. Then right. Hernandez is Hernandez where he needs to be. I can't I can't go look at him right now. I have to take the guy I know is going to be there. 
And, you know, I, I'm not saying Hernandez can't be that guy or they can't find another guy. I'm just saying they tried last year. I even thought they were going to. You know, I said Hernandez is going to catch 100 passes. And they tried and it didn't work and you had to go back to Welker. I yep. just think that if you – I just think that they need to add more consistency. That's what it gets down to, you know, okay. and for my argument. Okay, well, my argument is is that uh, I think sometimes sometimes you have to make drastic decisions to go to the next step. This might come off as a drastic decision. This might come off as something similar to getting rid of Lawyer Malloy, getting rid of, you know, some people thought that the Patriots would not survive Randy Moss. I'm telling you, the Patriots would survive without Wes Walker. I truly believe that. It's just going to be a different offense. That's just all. be a different offense. It'll, it'll just evolve the way it evolved when they got away from Randy Moss. And I'm, and I'm not saying it can't. For the record, I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying I just I would, you have to be really cautious about that about, you know, taking away something like that and, and thinking it's going to get better at least right away without guys developing, without guys even being on the field with the team, you know. So it's, I, I, I think it's just a big risk. Yeah, but Derek, I didn't say that the offense would be better. I said that they'd be better off without him, meaning that, meaning that, Maybe. Meaning that they would have more balance, it would force Brady to look at other people, and there would be growing pains on this. There were growing pains w- with without Randy Moss, okay? There were growing pains, but they got over it. It evolved, and then s- sometimes I feel that, that change is good, even though I don't like change. But I'm telling you that sometimes you need to change. You need to evolve. You need, you know, you know, adapt or die. I hate to go back to Moneyball, but that sticks out with me because I think sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you need to change. And, yeah, uh, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying I couldn't be, you know, I don't. If, if, the, if the Patriots don't sign Welker, you know, I think I'll be waiting to see how they, you know, kind of fill that, you know, how they adapt or what positions they add or whatever, to see how they kind of seem to be adjusting. I'm okay. not saying that. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I'm not Robin, who, you know, Wes Welker needs a statue in front of, you know, 40 <laughs> statues in front of the stadium. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. Enough of our argument. Spent about 15 minutes on it. Enough of this. Uh, now, now I want to go through this free agents, agency wish list that that I, I you know that I mentioned to you guys about. Again, you don't have to give me five names. You just, just give me a few names. Derek, I'll start with you. Give give me some just players that you would like to see on the Patriots that are now available in free agency. Well, I, I mean, if this is kind of a wish list thing, wish list. Um, that's all it is. Yeah, is wish. Wait. And you know, and I mean, I, I have some reasonable guys, and I'll start. I guess I'll start with the the guys that are more wish list guys, and you know, guys like that would be. Uh, there's a defensive end for the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, Michael Johnson. Uh, I think that okay. he's a guy who they probably won't let go, but he's a guy if you paired with Chandler Jones, they're both. You know, Michael Johnson's six seven and 265 pounds. You put him on the opposite of Jones, you have two long, lean, athletic defensive ends who can get after the passer. All of a sudden, you're looking uh, real good. At least rushing the passer, you can move Nikovich around in kind of a rover position. You got some flexibility there. Uh, as far as veteran goes, if you if you don't want to go that same that same price, a sensible guy, maybe Dwight Freeney. Now, I'm not saying that he okay. has to. You know, I'm not saying he has to come here. And I, and I think that he, there's a chance he could. You know, there's plenty of teams he could go to. Um, and yeah, you could say that he has his numbers have diminished the past three years. I agree with that, but he was in a new offense, or I'm sorry, a new defense last year. Um, you know, so I, I give him a little bit of slack. Sometimes veteran guys, they need to change the scenery, and, and that's just how it goes. I mean, and really, that goes for anybody. Okay. And I think that for a guy that you could kind of bring in situationally, can you pin your ears back and go get him? 
we've all seen Dwight Freeney, and we all have flashbacks in our mind of him terrorizing Brady. I think he might have a little bit left to be on the third down roll to at least contribute. Um, the other guy wish list, I'd probably say, is, you know, Laurent Landry. And okay. I don't even think Laurent Landry is extremely good safety. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's good. Uh, but he'll be overpaid for what he'll, he is. But for what, he, what kind of player he is, the physicality he brings on that back end, I think Patriots defense needs some more of that. And I, I, would, I think that upgrading another safety spot next to McCourty would help at least ease some of these cornerback woes that we have all of a sudden. But like I said, this is all a wish list you know, kind, of, kind of a scenario. Right. So those would be the guys. You know, you could, I, I could throw some other veteran guys, and you know, those, those are just kind of guys I'd throw out there. Okay, fantastic. Those are good names, actually, Derek. Steve, how about you? Wish list. Okay, uh, I've been touting this guy's horn for a couple of weeks. If I could have a free agent on defense, I'm going to start with defensive tackle, Henry Melton from the Chicago Bears. Uh, I, I like this guy. He's young. He's big. He's fast. He's athletic. He pushes the pocket. I could see him standing next to uh, Will Fork, and I think you wouldn't run on those guys. And I think Melton would be the guy they they've been looking for to push the pocket. Uh, beyond him at uh, on the defensive line, uh, guy I talked to Twan about would be Desmond Bryant, the other one. Not the one. I actually like him a lot. Realistically, Steve, I was I didn't want to interrupt you earlier. You know when you're talking to uh, Twan about it, but I think he's a guy who makes a lot of sense if he's not going to cut if he's not if you're not going to spend a lot of money to get him. Right, exactly. I, and he's a guy, you know, what I've seen, I, I, I'm going to admit, I don't watch the Raiders all the time, but from what I've seen of him, I really liked him. That's why I wanted to pick Twan's brain about that, because he's a guy that, from what I've seen in small doses, I really liked. And, you know, again, like you just said, Derek, he's a guy that could be had for, for not breaking the bank. And I think he could be a very good addition to the uh to defense. Now, when we're talking cornerbacks, because we all know they need cornerbacks, if we're talking wish list, Sean Smith, he's that big physical cornerback that the Patriots have been kind of looking for. I, I don't know that Miami lets him go. I, I don't know. You know, they have a lot of money, so I really can't see him being released. But, uh, you know, on the more realistic side, you you might see like a uh, Derek Cox from Jacksonville, yeah, um, or or maybe even dare I say it, Mike Jenkins from Dallas. I mean, huh. you know, I, and Mike I, Jenkins he, is interesting because you know the pa- the Patriots had interest in him coming right. out, and and now that he's available, maybe you check him in. He's certainly a cheaper option. Derek Cox is the name I was you know kind of tooting his horn too for a while. So I realized that he's almost never on the field. He's 50% right. on, 50% he's, he's off. Had, he's had his issues with injuries. And then there's a guy who could be had cheap who just had a very serious injury. It was Brent Grimes from Atlanta. But, again, I, I, I don't know what his situation is. Or, you know, I know he, he's a guy that was pretty highly thought of at one time. Then he got hurt. You know, there's some guys out there. Um, safety. Boy, uh, I'm not really into uh, LeBron Landry as a cover guy. I love his physicality. I love the way he he bangs people, but he he's actually terrible in coverage. But I do love. But see, but see, Steve, my point for that would be: I just think the defense needs 
you know, I, I know I'm going to bring up a name that's going to make people cringe, but they need a Bernard Pollard type. They need yeah. they need someone to ask. They need the Rodney Harrison. They need someone. They ha- I think they have McCourty who's going to develop into more of that center field guy for coverage. I think LaRon Landry could come in and, you know, maybe it's not LaRon Landry. Another guy, like you mentioned, I mean, from uh, Atlanta's defense is William Moore. He's a guy who's kind of all around. Yeah. He's a strong player. I really like him, but I'm not sure if the Falcons will let him go. Exactly. It, and William Moore's a good player. The guy I like is out of Buffalo. And, and again, I don't know whether they're going to let him walk is Jerry's Bird. Yeah, right. I, I, I like Bird. And they let George Wilson go, too, is, I thought was kind of interesting, you know, uh, that they, they cut loose George Wilson, who I thought was pretty good. But I don't know. I mean, we're talking wish list here. But uh, I, I don't want to see him go to an old guy. You know, that's going to be around one year or two since we're on the wish list type thing. Yep. Um, uh, you know, if we're still wishing, uh, how about Deshaun Golson? So, I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> mention him, and I probably will. Well, if you don't like Landry, I don't see why you like Golston, but that's because uh, I, I think Golston probably could well, get too I much money and Gol- probably overrated too. Well, Golston is a younger guy. That's why I like him. I think you know he's a guy. If you bring him in. Yeah, he's not the greatest cover guy. He's he's a physical guy, but I think he could be around for five or six years. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, and they they had interest in him. I mean, they yeah, they I mean, had interest. It was last season, last off season. It was between him and San Francisco. San Francisco offered him more money. He went back. So, right, exactly. So I know that they they liked what they saw out of him. Um, again, I I don't know whether San Francisco is going to let him walk. I mean, you know, we're we're just playing the game here right now with the wish list but yeah. those are the guys I like Russ. Okay. No, those are all those are all good names and some some of the names are, are names I'm thinking about. I'm going to throw one out that is probably going to have both of you both of you say what the f. Okay, ready for this? Here I want go. this player. I love this player. I don't care that we have 50 million tight ends. I want Dustin Keller. <laughs> I want Dustin Keller. Uh, this is one of the times I wish Blog Talk Radio would just drop me. You know what I mean, guys? Like, uh, <laughs> I want Dustin Keller because well, Dustin Keller has been a Patriots killer, and uh, I've always liked Dustin Keller. And we're talking about wish list. And, uh, you know, I would get rid of Jake Ballard and bring in Dustin Keller. How about that, Derek? Oh, I, I mean, that's just putting more money in a position you've already invested nine million dollars in. I don't care. I like that. I think. I think you could. I think you could adapt. I, you know, I'm going to use that word again. I like Dustin Keller. Sorry. Yeah. Again, this is just wish list. I'm not saying that he, he's the best for the Patriots. I'm just telling you a player that that um that I would have liked to have seen on the Patriots. That would have been Dustin Keller. He's, uh, he's a good player. Another name, Paul Kruger. No. Why? Why no? Wait a minute. Why no? I'm Paul Kruger. <laughs> I agree with Derek well, there. No. Why? Because he's why? because he's a guy who is not for one. I know you're, even if you're talking about even if you're talking about a guy who is a wish list guy, because for one, he's going to get way, 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 way more than he's worth. Right. He's a guy talk, who is very, very one-pony-ish. What? Okay, I, I'm going to tell you why, and I agree with Derek. I think he's going to get way too much money. Right. But you know what? I, I'm I'm still having flashbacks, and I'm having flashbacks to everybody who played beside Ray Lewis, who's moved on. What have they done? Nothing. Adalus Thomas, and, and you know, hindsight being 2020, everybody everybody thought the Patriots got the steal of free agency when they signed Adalus Thomas 
and he was never that guy. Mark Scott, Jets chased him to his house. The Jets chased him to his house. I mean, Jared Johnson they, last offseason, it went to the Chargers. Everyone wanted him. He pretty much yeah, did nothing in San Diego. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, you know, people talk about Ray Lewis. Everybody who played beside him was fantastic. Then they went somewhere else. What did they do? No. Bart Scott with the Jets, they just cut him. Which right. I, I couldn't believe they didn't cut him on day one. But, you know, that's why I don't want Paul Kruger. Because okay. Because like, uh-uh. Okay. You know? Okay. Let's see him do it without Ray there next year. Okay. Well, no, the the other names, again, this is just wish list. I, Steve, you mentioned Sean Smith. You mentioned Deshaun Goldson. And uh, and also Jairus Bird. Those those would be the other names that I would, again, part part of the wish list. And, uh, Can I ask and, you guys a quick question real quick? Go ahead. We only have a couple you minutes left, Eric. Just, just real quick. I just want to get your thoughts because you guys both seem to be opposed to the older veteran safety will only be there for a year or two, yeah. you know, whatever. But, uh, and I and I can see your point, but what I don't agree with is, you know, especially you, Russ, you love Tavon Wilson. If right. you sign a guy like Jarris Bird, aren't you just kind of wasting Tavon Wilson? I mean, isn't, wasn't that just kind of a – I mean, wasn't that – isn't that a waste? I mean, I just don't see that. See, for me, a veteran safety, like like if you brought in Charles Woodson, yeah, he has health injuries, health concerns or Ed Reed or whatever you want to bring in. It's a guy that could they could just play situationally – you know, rotate in, help develop these younger guys along. I wouldn't want to commit to a, a guy like Darius Bird. I mean, I would, but we just put a second-round draft pick and another defensive back. Are we going to think about him already? Nope. 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 I, I, to be honest with you, Derek, this is, again, this is just players that, that, that I would I, like I, to I, see with the Patriots, to be honest well, with you. you know, it, wasn't really, it wasn't thinking, again, this is just wish list of players that I wish they could add. It wasn't really thinking about exactly – how the money works, or 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 or, uh, or how they fit right now. It's just you know I would have liked to have seen them. Uh, that that was my approach to these names. It wasn't really well, were I, they you know were they the right fit. That's why that's why I said Dustin Keller because because I'm not thinking about that. Dustin Keller is going to play for the Patriots. Oh um, yeah, I'd love to get I'd love to get uh you know Jarris Bird. I'd pick him up at the airport. But okay. I, you know <laughs> All right. I, I, I just I just don't All know right. if you could do that now. All right. Well, talk, talking about the airport, we need to. Uh, we need to take this, uh, take this show off <laughs> All because right. because um, we're basically coming down the end of the show. And, uh, again, guys, thank you very much for doing this with me. Really appreciate it every week that we can do this. And and uh, the show keeps getting bigger and bigger, and uh, you guys are, are a huge, huge part of that. Um, but I'll leave you with this. Before we go, I just want to mention you can download – Patriots 4th and 2 on iTunes. You can now access it, as always, as I mentioned every week, on the Stitcher Radio app, which can be found in the app stores of the iPad, iPhone, and the Android. You can also read all of our blogs on PatsFans.com. I want to thank our guests, Antoine and Robin, for joining us today. Like I mentioned, hopefully in our next show, we will have on Stoke City goalkeeper Asmir Begovic. I, I, I would love to have him back on. He's a huge Patriots fan. All right, guys, for my co-host, Stephen Derrick, I am Russ Goldman, also known as RG1. I had to throw that in there. Thank you again for listening to Patriots 4th and 2. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.